Vince is probably sitting in the back. Ah, ah, he said ramen noodle. And uh, Akira's Chinese. They eat uh, the noodles there. He's he, like, no, Vince probably Akira's thought it was Japanese. hilarious. He's like, oh, Chinese, Japanese, dirty knees. Look at these. Come on. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> What is going on, guys? This is Grapples to Apples, the podcast that talks about everything from professional wrestling to string cheese. And are you a fan of it? <laughs> That's where you always come up with the weirdest stuff. Uh, string cheese is fine, I guess. It's a quick little snack. It's fine. Uh, all right. Uh, I, I, I only bring this up because I just finished indulging myself in two string cheeses. <laughs> I will say this much, when I worked at the special needs preschool, like, they always had that as snacks for the kids, and whenever the kids didn't oh, want it, son, I'd be sitting there just peeling, peeling, and peeling. Oh, okay, so, that, that brought me to my next question. Are you a peeler, or you just go right at it and you bite it, you know? I'm not like, a are you... savage, you peel. Yeah, okay. Alright, yeah, uh, I don't, I don't know anybody who just bites a string cheese. If you're gonna bite string cheese, just buy mozzarella. Right. You know, don't, don't, don't buy string cheese. Bro, if you're going to just chomp down on the string cheese, you're, you're a monster. You may be a soulless monster. Absolutely. But we're not here to talk about string, string cheese. I could do that all day. But we are going to talk about soulless monsters. <laughs> oh, are we? <laughs> you are listening to us on SoundCloud.com slash Grapples to Apples. That's Grapples to the number two. Apples, you don't like SoundCloud or on that Apple Podcasts, or that Google Play Music, doesn't matter where you're listening, as long as you are listening. As always, I am one of your very, very sensual hosts. <laughs> the very sensual, the very tight, Mr. Sunglasses at Night himself, your boy, Shades. Join from the aggravatingly social distance. <laughs> Uh, soulmate. <laughs> Ill will, the thrill, the poetarian, Shakespearean candidate, major English, whatever you need me to be, that's who I be, because maybe that's who I is. Mr. Thrill. Sure. This was looking like a very slow week. It in was. The, in the wrestling world. It was until Wednesday. Oof. Oof. Wednesday, Wednesday happened. Black Wednesday. Oh. Black Wednesday, yes, the Black Wednesday. Uh, was it was it Black Monday for the stock market? It's Black Wednesday for uh, us IWC fans. Well, before we get into all of that yes, and more, let's ring that bell. So, in the world outside of WWE and you know other wrestling <coughs> promotions, everyone's still shut down. So there's not much going on. However. We do want to talk about, make brief mentions of what's going on across the, the sea in the, the land of the rising sun. New Japan is reportedly still paying contracted staff and talent amidst the current global pandemic, um, stating they value health over money. In a similar fashion, and this is something that was really, like, you know, um, uplifting to me, was hearing that. Pretty much all wrestling, all Japanese wrestling promotions, um, New Japan Pro Wrestling, Pro Wrestling Noah, uh, DDT Pro, Stardom, um, All Japan Pro Wrestling. The only one I hadn't seen initially was Dragon Gate, but I'm starting to see reports of them now. Um, 
They all met with the Japanese Minister of Education, Culture, Sports, Science, and Technology. And um, they all got together to discuss the effects of the pandemic on the professional wrestling industry, how to move forward, and, you know, where to go from here. So they've talked about uh, getting testing kits and making them available to all of their wrestlers and staff, so on and so forth. And they discussed um, compensation for contracted wrestlers. I think there's even, I mean, this is kind of rumored speculation that, you know, they're all talking about how to take care of each other to make sure that they're all going to be okay, which is amazing because you have a company like New Japan Pro Wrestling, which is the biggest of the Japanese promotions, and they're willing to sit down with all these other promotions and be like, okay, what can we all do to help each other? Which is great when you have smaller companies like DDT Probe and Dragon Gate who... New Japan can easily just be like, okay, you're tiny, you're not my problem. But conceivably, they might be looking to help them get testing kits or help them make sure that their performers are being paid, you know, during all of this. So it's just an amazing, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Amazing act by all of these promotions and their and their heads up and the, you know, Japanese prime minister, so on and so forth. It's funny that you mentioned that the Japanese promotions are all getting together and meeting with government officials because WWE actually met with government officials this week as well. Oh, and and by just 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 humor me. Was it's, it? It's it's, it's it's complete opposite sides of the coin. <laughs> where where New Japan are getting and 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 and, and, and wrestling Noah and they're all getting together to to come together and like try to figure out what they can do for each other wwe is potentially uh, again we can't really spread that kind of rumor on here but potentially talking to florida governors and greasing the palms so to speak so wwe is labeled as essential workers which is 100 actually 1000 percent bs yeah, um, so the report that came out calling them essential businesses had, like, very specific wording. Um, I'm trying to find... <laughs> I'm actually trying to find the details, and all I can find is everyone ripping this apart and calling yes. it an embarrassment. <laughs> but very, very liberal, like, like very literal, like... Lawyer mumbo jumbo yeah. uh, to to make it seem like oh this is essential and like I was I was on the fence about this in, at, at the beginning you know I was just like you know uh, ESPN is still reporting stuff from like their studios and they still have their shows going on yeah. you know yeah grant, granted they're you know they're not in studio they're you know they're all in their homes doing it mm-hmm. <clears throat> I was like they're still doing shows like that's not essential work but no one's batting an eye on that but I was just like. WWE, you can't wrestle each other from your homes in separate locations. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. So, so to to do this whole essential workers or essential business, it, it's it, it's BS. It's just to keep recording live as a as opposed to uh, pre recorded pre recording or, or playing. Um, uh, anything that 
I, I saw somebody was saying before they're like, oh, why don't they just um, why don't they just play some stuff from the network on the sh- on on Fox and USA? And I told them because I think you told me this was um, they have only a certain number of pre-recorded shows they're allowed to air on Correct. either USA or Fox. Correct. Um, and if it's not actually wrestling, if we're talking about documentaries, which are 45 minutes to an hour long, that's not going to fill their time slot. They're not, Fox didn't pay, what, $2 billion yeah. to, wa- to watch the Batista documentary twice, two times in a row, you know? Yeah, I think if it's something where, like, if there's 52 weeks in the year, they have to put on, like, 40 weeks or 42 weeks, something like that, of of live television, something like that, where, like, they're only allowed X amount of weeks of non-live programming. Mm-hmm. So, speculation is that that's a huge part of why they really push for this to happen. Um, I found the, the note here, the memo. So, it says, according to the memo from DeSantis's office, essential workers in Florida include, quote, employees at a professional sports league and media production with a national audience including athletes, entertainers, production team, executive team, media team, and any other ne- others necessary to facilitate, including services, supporting such production, only if the location is closed to the general public. So basically, any sports or media that can be done in a closed set is A-OK. So... That flies completely in the face of what they had initially done for the stay-at-home order. And because of this, there's a lot of talks that other sports or, or um, like, even UFC are contemplating going to Florida because Florida has just made themselves pretty much a free state in all this. Yeah, I mean, if you want to set up a T-ball or a wiffle-ball baseball game for the Marlins, like, you can do that. Yeah. Um Basically, you could do whatever you want as long as the public's not there. Yeah, I, which is nonsense. It is, and it isn't. I mean, you have. Uh, I think they were talking about Arizona building a bubble. Yeah, and having people uh, live in this, like all the teams live in this bubble, and yeah, that was a rumor for the MLB that they're going to have the entire MLB season, or at least part of it, being played out in this one venue. Yeah. Which is, it's like how how's that gonna happen? You know, like nonsense. there's thirty thirty what thirty two teams in the and the MLB or something mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. You have one stadium. What are you gonna have uh, uh, a game at nine o'clock in the morning, twelve o'clock in the afternoon, three o'clock in the afternoon, six o'clock in the afternoon, nine o'clock at night? Like games aren't three hours long. You know, this is not basketball or football or something like that. This is baseball can. A nine-inning game can be four hours long. If, if you yeah. have, like, a an offensive game with a lot of pitching changes, and, yeah, absolutely. Um, Especially with the, the new change of uh, relief pitchers have to, have to face a minimum of three batters now before they're actually taken out of the game. Really? I didn't even know that. Yes. I, I mean, well, that's, not, that's, that's baseball. We're not doing baseball today. Um, but, so, my, my issue with this is... We're supposed to be making a, a strong, concerted effort to to kill this virus. Stay away from each other, stay at home, six feet distance, the whole nine yards. 
you're putting your wrestlers and staff at a greater risk by continually having your, your, your performers have to fly in every week to do this. Because every time they fly home, anyone uh-huh. that they interact with on the way home and any interaction on the way back could be them contracting the virus. And then they enter the arena, close to the public or not, and they have to share a locker room with the rest of the, of the wrestlers and, you know, interact with the rest of the, the staff and crew. It's just, it doesn't make sense. Like, not not to act like, you know, AEW's all high and mighty, because I'm not talking about AEW specifically, because Impact's doing the same thing, but AEW and Impact Wrestling both said, okay, let's bang out as much as possible now, send everyone home, and if we need to do this again, we will. That makes sense. Because then even if by some unfortunate instance someone does contract it on that one trip to and from, they now have enough time to stay at home and recover. But if you're doing continual live recordings every you know Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, I mean, you're, you're asking for, for more, because there's already been one confirmed case, you're asking for more of your talent and staff to get infected. It doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that you brought that up, that there's one confirmed case in which they're not uh, divulging who is nothing. actually infected. They're saying nothing about it. Um, you're, you're putting your staff at risk. I mean, they're supposed to be... You're not supposed to have more than like four or five people at a gathering. Ten. The, the, the current is ten. Okay, ten. So you have your production crew. How, how many camera guys do you think there? There three or four guys, two or three guys. Mm-hmm. You have two announcers, two wrestlers, and the referee. Mm-hmm. You know, in in and that's just not a on not camera. a small area, not a small area, but it, it's a pretty confined area. The performance center is not a. Uh, an arena. It's not that big. Right. So air, air, air circulation there, you know, somebody coughs, somebody sneezes, somebody does this, somebody does that, somebody can get this thing. It's, yeah. it's not like, I, I'm not a, okay, so I've been a wrestling fan for 30 years. Mm-hmm. Do I want them to continue to put out product, AEW, Impact, uh, NWA, WWE? Of course. I have a, you know, I, I have, I own half of a wrestling podcast. I, if they're not doing anything, we don't put episodes out. Right. But at the end, these are human beings, you know. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. there are people in my life who have lost their parents, mm-hmm. who have lost their spouses. This is not something that 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 should be taken lightly. Our, our leadership, in terms of the government, don't even know what they they're doing. They're, they're arguing with each other. The president is arguing with the governor. The governor is arguing with the mayor. The mayor is arguing with himself in the mirror. They don't know what to do. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, like, forget even on a national level. Here in New York, it's the, our mayor and our governor can't agree on anything. They're, every every day, it's a, let's close down the schools until June. No, we can't close down the schools until June. Let's close businesses until further notice. No, we have to reopen in May. Like, it's it's been a back and forth where our even our local leadership can't get it together. So, but it comes from the top. Yeah. If you have 
if you have a madman pointing a gun at the top and, and there's just going to be chaos to follow after that, yeah. and that that's what it is. Yeah. Uh, the, the president thinks that we're going to open the world by May 1st. Nonsense. And if Vince and, and the president are very close friends, yeah. Vince is like, hell yeah, let's do this by May 1st. I need some money to come in. I mean, I don't think it's any coincidence that Vince McMahon is the owner of WWE. He is married to Linda McMahon. Linda McMahon is the commissioner of the Small Business Bureau on the in the cabinet for President Donald Trump. I mean, the, like if you got to connect the dots, you're not you're only making a few lines. You know, like it's it's not a, a tangled web to weave to think one phone call to another phone call to another phone call and then here we are. You know? WWE Hall of Famer, President Donald Trump. Yeah. And it's funny, when um, when the press release came out, the mayor of Florida kept, like, insinuating that he has nothing to do with this. Yeah. He kept, like, emphasizing that the governor of Florida said the governor thinks the governor blah, blah, blah. So, like, this is just... <laughs> Not me, bro. Exactly. Don't, don't point the finger at me. Fact. Fact. But I'm just, I'm so worried that this is going to cause, like, a second wave outbreak. You know? Like, every other, like, I, when um, Rudy Gobert was tested positive, the ne- within an hour, the NBA said, okay, we're done. And everyone followed suit. NHL was like, we share a lot of facilities. You're done. We're done. Everyone shut down. But WWE, hey, one of our staff members got it. Oh, well, keep it pushing. Like, it doesn't make sense. I don't get it. And like, you know what? I, there's more. There's a financial side to this. But I think we can save that for later. Yeah. Um... If, if I may, uh, can we... By all means. T- t- can we take the time to honor the the greatness that was Howard Finkel? Yes. Oh, man. Who passed away at the age of 69 this week, uh, April 16th, which was yesterday. Yep, Thursday. Um, he's been unwell since he had a stroke in uh, early February of last year. And he's just been trying to fight, get better, but uh, to no avail, unfortunately. Um, Howard Finkel has been a very big part of my life. Sure. I mean, anyone Um, who grew up watching wrestling from the mid-80s to the late 90s? Yeah. Anyone who grew up watching WWE, WWF, whatever you want to call it, within that time frame... I mean, he's your voice. He's the he's, I, he's the uh, guy that you heard announcing your wrestlers coming down. I mean, sure, the the TV voice was, you know, Jr. and the King or Vince and Macho Man or whatever the case was. Oh, whoa, Vince and Gorilla Monsoon, guy. Vince and Gorilla Monsoon. What I mean, let's not act like Macho Man wasn't on the in the in the booth for a yeah, minute. Yeah, but Mon- Monsoon and, and McMahon were, were were a team. I'm aware, guy. You got to let me get there anyway. You know, but doing the announcing, bringing the wrestlers down to the ring, 
that's Howard Finkel, man. Like his 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 like big booming raspy voice that comes from a small body. It's like whoa, where like where did uh, that voice come uh, from? And no, <laughs> I was like, I, that always stands out to me. It's like oh my god, man. Uh, no. Oh man. Oh. So after this, I'm gonna go watch like SummerSlam '90. <sighs> yeah, I mean, it's it's when I found out. It's funny because not funny, but it happened the, you know, on on Thursday, and um, you know, Wednesday was a big day, and so like I'm still recovering from Wednesday, and then all of a sudden, my brother hits me like, "Yo, Finkel just died." I said, "What? Like, what do you what?" And it's just man, it's. Rest in peace, Howard Finkel, man. I don't know what else to say other than that. Yeah, definitely. Um, the voice of thoughts, a generation. Yeah, thought, th- thoughts go out to the whole Finkel family. Um, Einhorn also, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're the worst. Oh, man. I hate you. Oh, my God. That's... No, come on. Oh, man. Oh, oh, he's been you guys. Oh, no. Oh, God. So, Man, so, move on, move on. I can't talk to you right now. <laughs> so there's a couple of things, like two things, to be honest, that I really want to talk about for um, Raw. Okay. Uh, nothing really that I want to talk about um, for SmackDown. Uh, a couple things for AEW and NXT. So let's get into that before we get to the real meat and potato of our podcast yes, this sir. week. Um, two things that stand out to me. One, the major thing: Seth Rollins looks like he's going to be Drew uh, Drew McIntyre's first real challenger mm-hmm. for the WWE Championship. Uh, people are killing this, saying, "Why Seth? Why Seth?" And I was like, "If we're going to legitimize yep. uh, McIntyre's title reign, yep. he needs to face the best, and Seth is the best on Raw in the WWE title picture right now." I agree. Um, I don't hate it. Um, I, I just don't want this feud to go on for too long. If this is like a two two month like two pay per view feud, fine, fine by me. Like I'm I'm cool with that. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> uh, the other thing that sticks out to me uh, in Raw was, and I gotta defend my man Jim Cornette, who got fired from NWA for his Trevor Murdoch comment. <laughs> how, how does Jerry the King Lawler continue to have a job when? In the match with Austin Theory and Akira Tozawa, says, uh, instead of calling it a moonsault that uh, Akira delivered, we should call it a ramen noodle salt. How? How does this man... How, 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 does, how is that any different? It's more racist because Akira Tozawa is Japanese. And Jim Cornette saying that Trevor Murdoch can run through Ethiopia with a bucket of fried chicken on his back and come out unscathed on the other side. How how is that? How is that? They're both the same thing. I'm dude. I am not arguing with you at all. When I first heard what he said, my first thought. I'm not gonna lie to you. My first thought was, of course, it had to be the king to say some nonsense like this, because. Let's be real. Jerry the King Lawler is not exactly known for um for being a classy ring announcer. I mean, commentator. Excuse me. 
<laughs> but it's like, dude, get, where where's your finger on the pulse? It's it, not. He had a heart attack on there before. Stop! Stop! It's just it doesn't like between him and then how does nobody, how does nobody in WWE go? <clears throat> yeah, that's not okay. But then again, there's the same company that thought that um the the Jordan Miles T-shirt was okay. I just oh god, it's it's so it's bad. That's that's bad. Vince is probably sitting in the back. Oh, oh he said ramen noodle and uh, Kara's Chinese. They eat uh, the noodles there. He's he, like, no, Vince probably Akira's thought it was Japanese. hilarious. He's like oh, Chinese, Japanese, dirty knees. Look at these. Come on, who cares? One hundred percent. Vince probably thought it was hilarious. Probably sitting there. Cackling like a crazy old madman, and then he farts by accident. He thinks that's even funnier, so he laughs even harder. But then he sneezes and he gets mad at himself and then fires somebody. Yeah, well, he fired a whole bunch of people. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> he fired a whole bunch of people. Oh, god, Mo- let's uh, oh, Jiminy Cricket. <laughs> so, so, moving to Wednesday, the, the better part of Wednesday, not uh. The earlier things that happened mm-hmm. on the day. Um, I'll, I'll go to NXT first because there's only one thing that really stuck out to me. Um, we knew that Killer Cross from Impact signed with um, WWE in the Performance yep. uh, Center. And we have our first feud for the now rebranded Carrion Cross. Yeah. Don't like the name. You can't you can't keep killer. So you gotta no, be no, uh, especially with the PG with the PG thing. I right. mean I mean if you can call him a ramen noodle salt, you should be able to call him <laughs> Killer Cross, but oh no, I guess I guess killer we draw the line, right? But race out like flat out racism, I, who who cares? Um I don't like carrying cross, but eh, it's better than just being cross, you know? Um Carrion Cross attacks Tomato Ciampa backstage with the uh, TikTok TikTok thing. Okay, I like it. You yeah. go after arguably the biggest name on NXT right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you know Adam Cole, baby, their champion, but baby. who is the who who, who had the the NXT crowd going nuts, heel, face, or in between, was yeah. Tommaso Ciampa. Yeah, very true. So, you, you, you go to prison and you're in a new school, you, you go after the biggest, baddest SOB that's there, and, and that's Ciampa. This is true. So, I, I'm interested to see where this goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, another thing is, for the second week in a row... NXT edges AEW in the ratings war, but they didn't win the uh, age demo, right. which is major. Uh, this week they have a what is it a, a nine thousand difference. Uh, AEW had a uh, six ninety two, six hundred ninety two thousand, mm-hmm. and AEW had six hundred eighty three thousand. So we're talking about nine thousand viewer difference. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not blowing AEW out of the water, which is. I don't know how how NXT's winning the ratings war right now, like uh, two weeks in a row, because their product, in my opinion, has not been good. Agreed. Um, 
Uh, I think that Vince bought like a buttload of TVs and he just adds <laughs> and it's playing in the background. Um, oh man! <laughs> AEW, in my opinion, was better this week. You know, you had um, your the, the tournaments and then the championship, which you'll get into uh, in, in a few minutes. But um, the the last thing that's I wanted to talk about was the tournament for the first ever interim cruiserweight championship. Yep. I don't. I don't. This is a, a new thing. I I've gone through the archives in my mind. Never have I seen WWE do an interim champion. Mm-hmm. Now. And now I get they're trying to go more sports oriented because there's no reason to have a interim champion unless you're going to do that. Yeah, you know, um, just have the guy not show up on TV. You know, we had Andrade was was suspended for 30 days. He was off TV. Jordan Devlin is the current cruiserweight champion. <clears throat> He's not vacating the championship, but he also can't defend the championship. So you're going to have a tournament. Uh, Isaiah Swerve Scott's probably going to win this tournament, in my opinion. I can see that. And then what, what do we have? Devlin versus Scott once all this blows over. So we can have an actual cruiserweight champion. Like, I mean, and, and it's weird. Normally when they do this, it's because, like you said, like an injury or whatever, and someone will just drop the belt, and then, you know, whoever gets it, gets it through whatever means, and then when the person's healthy, they come back and they play that storyline. So, I can totally, I think it's interesting that they're doing the interim thing. Like you said, I, I do think it's interesting, especially they're going, they've been trying to go this more quote-unquote sports-oriented thing. Um, and I think it does, it adds something different because when this is all said and done and Jordan Devlin can travel again, you know, we can have that two of them to become the, like, who's the real Cruiserweight champion. And I think that's that's really cool, to be honest, because then it sets up an automatic match just because. Mm-hmm. You're, you're planning for the future mm-hmm. uh, without actually planning for the future. You know? 100%. Like you have a... You have a storyline set up down the road. It's a built-in storyline, and it's built in regardless of what you do. Because whether mm-hmm. you let um, whoever wins this tournament, whether they hold on to it or drop it to somebody else, drop it to someone, whoever's holding it, when this is all said and done, boom, automatic match and or feud, just press play. You yeah. know? Even Vince <clears throat> can't mess that up. <laughs> well... He, he will. I was like, like well, <laughs> let's see. Let's see. So, so what, what's happening in the other promotion that, that is uh, residing in Florida? Well, I mean, they're not recording in Florida right now, but yes. Um, AEW. AEW, first things first, they have announced that Double or Nothing, which was set to take place in Vegas at the MGM Grand like they did last year, Unfortunately, Vegas, the MGM Grand, etc., have said no events in any of these buildings until at least, I think they said June 1st. So, AEW cannot run Double or Nothing in Vegas. However, they will still run the show. It will still be on pay-per-view. So, they're still setting up their storylines 
towards that event. Um, personally, I'm curious as to what they're going to do for pricing. Because if this yeah. is, you know, it's going to be an empty arena pay-per-view, are they charging full price even though there's no crowd? Or are they charging full price, well, because, you know, there's no crowd? So, I don't know, but I'm curious to see what they do with the pricing. But I think in a, when I first saw this, I thought, well, that's dumb. But it's not because they have to have their storylines geared to something. They have to have a start and end point. And that's something that they've been really good at ever since Full Gear was having a story start and a story finish or hit a checkpoint at the next pay-per-view. So if you don't have a pay-per-view for that, then like your story, where does your story go? You know, you have to have a journey. You have to have a destination for your journey. You can't just walk for hundreds and thousands of miles without knowing where you're going. So, I like the fact that they're 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 doing this, but I'm I'm a little weary of what we're gonna get. Mm, I agree. Um, one of the things I'm worried about uh, is pricing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I'm hoping that they're not charging. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know what their their prices were, but like forty or fifty dollars for fifty bucks. You, Usually fifty. And empty, yeah. In empty arena, because if that's the case, uh, I mean it's tough because you can argue both so. ways. You know they're not going to make them the revenue from ticket sales and you know merch gate. So theoretically, more than ever, they would need to charge full price for the pay per view. But at the same time, you're not getting the same experience because it's an empty arena. So I don't know. I'm not going to make it be made both ways. Not only that, but people are losing their jobs. You know, like. A wrestling fan may not have his a job to and be able to afford a fifty dollar pay per view. Like that may not be a priority in in the sure. eyes of a person. Sure, know? I agree. Um, unless they use that 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 stimulated bank account. Mm, you know? mm, 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 mm. Um. So also, just out of, out of curiosity, what would you? Uh-huh. What is ideal for you? What would make you happy as a wrestling fan? to be the set price for AEW double or nothing? Um, ideally, it'd be free. But in a realistic world, I would say about 40 bucks. Okay, so you'd only take 10 bucks off. Yeah. Okay. 40 bucks. I, w- I was thinking more like 35. I think 35 is reasonable. 35 is such a weird number for a pay-per-view. It's either like 30 or 40. You know, I was going to go 35, but I was like, yeah. I've never seen a pay-per-view unless, you know, it's an adult entertainment <laughs> with a five, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's just something else, man. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, say 40 bucks. 40 bucks is, is safe. Okay, that's fair. Um, moving on, AEW, two big notes, the only ones that, I mean, you know, we're, we're not, we're just glossing over some stuff here. Lance Archer advances in the TNT Championship Tournament by defeating Colt Cabana. And in the no-holds-barred empty arena match, John Moxley defend, uh, defeats Jake Hager, Hagar to retain his AEW World Championship. Yeah, um, um, you had two big matches <clears throat> on AEW. had one real good segment on NXT. Uh, how are 
fans flocking to NXT. I don't, I don't get it. I mean, it's you, you have stakes. You have aid. I mean, yeah. Um, we knew Moxley was gonna win. You know. Yeah. But uh, let's look at the journey. I mean, for me, I don't think uh, Le Champion should have dropped the belt. Uh, for me, Moxley isn't like for me, as AEW champion. I'm bored with him. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Oh. Um, uh, and then you yeah, have, you know, the Murder Hawk, Lance Archer facing Cole Cabana in uh, what I called to, to be the finals with Cody and, and Lance at, at uh, Double or Nothing. Yeah. But again, it's all about the journey. That's it. That's it. Um, moving on, shall we? Shall we move over to Friday Night SmackDown? Sure, why not? The only thing of note was the main event, the 10 minute long main event. So, at WrestleMania, we had the triple threat ladder match that was competed in a singles format between the New Day, represented by Kofi Kingston, the Usos, represented by Jimmy Uso, um, and Miz and Morrison, represented by Morrison, for the Tag Team Championships, at which point the Miz and Morrison retained. Tonight was the quote-unquote other side of the coin rematch. In a traditional triple threat match, not ladder match, it was the other teammate, so Biggie for the New Day, Jay for the Usos, and Miz for Miz and Morrison, in a triple threat uh, match for the Tag Team Championships, and Biggie won, making the New Day eight-time Tag Team Champions. Yawn. (laughs) 100%. Could not agree with you more. Yawn. All the yawn. Yawning so hard. I yawned so hard I fell asleep. If you were going to give the New Day the tag titles, why not just have them win at WrestleMania? Why prolong this another week? Just to get more, to get more like, uh, to, to show more time? Two weeks. It was two weeks. Whatever, two weeks, three weeks doesn't make a difference. Why, why prolong this three weeks? You know, I, I, I don't care. I one hundred percent feel like when it comes to the tag teams, I feel like Vince just goes, I don't care. Um, let New Day win. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think he, I don't think he puts any thought into it. I don't think like he puts any, you know, effort. I because like there's no. There's no logical reason to put it on the New Day. No. For me, they should have put it on the Usos, who who did a, a fantastic job at rebranding themselves. Mm-hmm. From from being the smiley baby face with the paint mm-hmm. to, to, to the, the, the angry gangster type, like... More streetwear, real down, dirty kind of, but like even so, like if, in my opinion, honestly, and I'm not a fan of the Miz and Morrison, but we've seen the Usos hold the belt a million times. We've seen the New uh-huh. Day hold the belt a million times. Let just let Miz and Morrison hold it for a bit. Like you just brought Morrison back, you put the belts on him right away. You had him retain at WrestleMania. Just keep the belts on him. Like, yeah, keep keep the belts on Miz and Morrison. Hey, 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 hey. ho, ho. Ho, ho. That, yo, that, I still watch that video every day. Oh, my God, this video's the worst. But, like, there's just there's no logical reason to take the belts off of them. Just leave it. 
you're not doing anything anyway, leave it on them and move on to something else. But I feel like this is going to go, okay, cool, new day one. Let's have this three rematch another seven times. And we're going to have another version of these three teams battling it out for the belts for the next two months. And it's just, it's mind-numbingly boring. Absolutely. Speaking of mind-numbingly boring now, um, I thought that we were going to get an ending to the whole Mandy Rose and Sony Deville, Otis, Dolph Ziggler saga. But I told you we the, have to have the two-on-two. We had we have to have the two-on-two match first. This was Sony Deville's coming out party. Yeah. I, ironically enough. Huh. But um, bum. Yeah, she had, she cut a great promo. Um, she she was saying that uh, when I when she came to the ring, I thought it was going to be a uh, professing her love for her and oh. Uh, Mandy, you should be with me, you shouldn't be with Otis, but it was more like... No, I knew I she was live. always going to... I thought it was more about, you know, you deserve better, you don't deserve this fat piece of crap kind of thing. Yeah, no, but, you know, they were always talking about, hey, you should do a, a you know, a gay angle between us, you know, because so we do a lesbian. Why not right. do that? They're friends, and they're comfortable doing something, but let's do that. Right. <clears throat> that's, why, that's why I thought they, they were going to go that route. I did not see Tony Deville saying, I've been living in your shadow um, for X amount of years and I'm better than you and blah, blah, blah. And all of those. I was like, oh, okay, Sonia. Do your thing, girl. I think once they tried doing the Liv and Lana gay angle, I think that really soured Mandy and, and Sonia from doing something gay. And so they just mm-hmm. said, do it this way. And honestly, I'm, I, I like this a lot better. You know, this is this is fun. I mean, you're going to get the obvious mixed tag match mm-hmm. at, at Money in the Bank, mm-hmm. and 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 that's it. After yeah. that, I think um, you'll just have uh, Mandy and Sonya now, and Otis and Dolph will kind of uh, fade into the night. Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. The focus of the feud is going to shift from Otis and Ziggler. To Deville and Rose. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, uh, this may be a hot take, but I think that Sony Deville should beat um, Bailey and become a SmackDown Women's Champion. Um, it's not going to happen Woo! because the goat Tamina is going to beat Bailey at Stop. Money in the Bank anyway. Stop. She beat Sasha Banks this week, so. Hmm. You know, I don't hate it. I don't and hate she, it. She, and she can just say, look look what I can do. Mm-hmm. I, I did what you couldn't do. You yep. couldn't beat Asuka. I beat Bailey, who was the longest SmackDown Women's Champion, or blah, blah, look blah. Look how much I accomplished just, once I shedded the dead weight of Mandy Rose. Blah, uh, blah, blah. You made, and then, like, she can, oh, man, and then, like, she can even, like, say something about Otis. Like, oh, yeah, great, good for you. You have that. Well, I have this. You know? Uh-huh. That's, I like that. I, ooh. This could really, if they play their cards right, this could be a star-making feud. They won't also, it does make a difference. Say again? They're gonna, they won't, though. So I know, I know, I know, I know. But if they play their cards right, this could be a star-making Feud and and next couple of months for Sonya Deville, 
They won't. I, I, they won't. I, I, I just gave them a plan that can lead them straight into September. Yeah, 100%. This can get them through to Survivor Series. I, I wanted to say Survivor Series, but it's a bit of a stretch. It's an extra month. So, what you can do. Alright, so, you know what? Yeah, let's, let's brainstorm real quick before we, we, we move on. You have... Sonya and Mandy fighting for let's say two months. Their 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 big blow up comes out at um, SummerSlam. What is it? Yeah, because yeah, we have Money in the Bank now, and then SummerSlam is in August. Yeah, let's let's they they finish at no no I don't want them to finish at SummerSlam. What I want them to do is you know stretch this out further than that. They they finish before SummerSlam. Oh, okay, before SummerSlam. Sony Deville beats Bailey at at SummerSlam. So it, it's it's a it's a monumental thing. It's one of the big fours. The day pay per view. She it's a bigger stage. Boom, she wins that. She battles Bailey for like the next pay per view, and then she starts cutting uh, all the while still feuding with Mandy Rose. Well, remember, um, you need at least one pay per view cycle. To set up the feud and Survivor Series between Raw and SmackDown, you don't need to, you don't need to set up for that. Uh, it's brain supremacy. That's it. Yeah, but they they oh they have to set that up. You can't just be today and then tomorrow. It's got like they use they always use one pay per view cycle. No, really, really today and tomorrow, right? Like 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 one week they're the Viking experience, the next week they're the Viking Raiders. Yes. Like, like but, nothing ever happened. But we're talking about Survivor Series. And we're talking about the brand supremacy thing. They always, if there's a pay-per-view in October, they run from that October, the, that Monday after that, that pay-per-view, is when they have the first invasion angle, and they run that whole month to set up, to, to build the heat for Survivor Series. Oh, she doesn't care about Survivor Series anymore. It's it's the weakest of the big four. Yes, but still, I think that's how you run this. You have you have Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose go through maybe SummerSlam, maybe the pay per view before SummerSlam. Have Sonya win the SmackDown Women's Championship somewhere around there, and then you know she's fused with whomever until that pay per view before Survivor Series, and then you set up Sonya versus um. I don't know, whoever, Becky Lynch probably for the next 17 years. Yikes. Well, they have, they made everybody, they made, they should beat everybody. Who else is there on, on Raw for Becky to beat? Scarlett Bordeaux. I, I will does, end this podcast does, right now. She doesn't <laughs> even go to NXT. She just comes up and dominates Becky Lynch. Oh my Boom. God. If they didn't do that with Shayna Baszler. They better not do that with Scarlet Bordeaux. Yeah. Right, so, so we we finished the week, right? What is well, she gonna leave it her to death? Come on. Well, let's backtrack a little bit, right? All right. Let's go back. Let's go back to Black Wednesday. Wednesday. So, let's even, let's start at Monday. Okay. The XFL files for bankruptcy Monday, three days after they suspended the league completely. Right. 
Vince lost a butt-ton of money on this XFL thing. Again. <laughs> Again. This time it was better. But they didn't even finish the season this time. I'm sorry? They didn't even finish the whole season this time. Well, that was because we had... No, I understand the circumstances are different. They were actually succeeding this time. But at the end of the day, when you look at, you know, bare numbers and facts, they didn't even finish the whole season this time. Okay, football. Don't do it anymore. It ain't working out for you. It's not on the cards, Vince. It's not on the cards. So, they filed for bankruptcy on Monday, and a, a, a press release comes out on Wednesday of a, a list, a very long list. Well, initially, um, it was not a very long list. The list just kept growing and growing and growing. The list comes out, WWE announces, the following performers have been released, and it is a a list of, yeah, that makes sense, and what the hell are they thinking? Mm -hmm. Uh, Thrill, you want to bring us down this list, or do you want to? I'll do it, sure, no problem. So the WWE announced the release of the following performers. Drake Maverick, who is currently competing in the cruiser, in the interim cruiserweight championship tournament. Kurt Hawkins, former tag team champion. Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows, who were just in the main event of WrestleMania. EC3, who we haven't seen in God knows how long. Leo Rush, former cruiserweight champion. Eric Young. Got nothing for that. Heath Slater, he's got kids, but he don't have a job. Well, I love that. I was like, he's got kids. Why would you find him? He's got kids, but he don't got a job. Aiden English. Kurt Angle. Sarah Logan, who was just on Monday Night Raw. Referee of 30-plus years, Mike Chioda. That, that, that was as heartbreaking as Howard Finkel dying. Bro, I saw Mike Chioda's name, and I said, get What? Must be typo. Refresh. Not typo. Where's the loyalty, Vince? Disrespect, son. Anyway. Eric Rowan, who was just in the middle of a program. Primo and Epico, who I did not know was still with the company. Mike and Maria Canellis, who just signed new deals after wanting out. Zack Ryder, woo-woo-woo. No Way Jose, yes way, you're fired. Rusev. And then... Later on, we had some releases from NXT featuring MJ Jenkins, Dan Matha, and the virtuosa Diana Parazzo. Oh. Exactly. I made a lot of jokes going down that list, but there's like like you said, there were some who like WWE likes to make cuts right after WrestleMania, and a lot of these some of these made sense. Primo and Epico. Okay, fine. Noe Jose, yeah, sure. EC3, EY, you weren't using them, fine. But in English. But, but they were using Aiden English. He was a commentator. He was doing an, uh, commentating work for them. They have a plethora of commentators. They don't need them. 
I don't know. I whatever. Agree to disagree. But Gals and Anderson, probably yeah. the biggest names on here. Gals and Anderson followed by Rusev. Yeah, Rusev, Rusev, man. If there was ever anyone that I was happy to see get fired for their sake, Rusev. Man, I, to see his name show up on the release list, I said, good for you, Rusev. Congratulations, you're out. I mean, okay, so this list coming out, the, 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 the performance being released has turned the wrestling world upside down. Well, before where... before we go any further with the performers, there were also perf- um, producers and agents that were furloughed. So now, fur- furloughed means right. So for those of you, for th- their release. No, so for those who don't know what furlough means, it means that you are technically still employed. You're just put on unpaid leave. So, they technically have a job still. They're just not going to get paid and aren't expected to show up to work. Okay. And there's a fur- there's an end furlough date, which is supposed to be when they're going to come back to work. Now, there's always clauses to furloughs and anything, honestly. And the clause to this is that it is set for June 1st with possibility of it being extended due to unmitigated circumstances such as what we're experiencing right now the list of furloughed agents and producers include but are not limited to lance storm billy kidman mike rotunda aka irs fit finley pat buck sean davari scott armstrong sarah stock and shane aka the hurricane helms So they were all put on furlough because they are technically current, they are employees of the WWE instead of contracted independent performers. So they were put on furlough for June 1st until, you know, unless WWE decides to extend the furlough. So last week we had the revival mm-hmm. being released. This week, we get a, a long list. 20 superstars. And we had we had the world buzzing. Yes. About the revival. Yes. And I, what I think is that their, their name is going to be the revolution. That's what I, that's what I read also. Um, which is not bad. Yeah, I'm okay better. with that. Um... But I was saying, as I was saying earlier, it was like this, this, this list coming out turned the wrestling landscape on its head. Mm-hmm. Um, many of people are very upset with WWE that mm-hmm. there was no reason for them to make cuts, mm-hmm. especially um, uh, this many cuts. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I think that the the amount of money that they're saving in terms of like. I like believe it's four million dollars. Four million dollars, which yeah. is peanuts to that company. Right. Um, what makes it worse is that they themselves announced that they all, they have about a half a billion dollars in cash reserves. So they did not need to do this. I mean, we've stated 
they like to make cuts after Mania. Right. But you, you didn't need to cut Sarah Logan, who was just on Raw. Mm-hmm. You didn't need to cut Gallows and Anderson, who just were, were in the main event of Night One of WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Drake Mavericks in the tournament, who, put, who tweeted out a very heartfelt, emotional video. Mm-hmm. And he's still going to finish the tournament. How insane is that? Rusev, who for the last five months was in this stupid adultery uh, angle with Bobby Lashley and his current wife, uh, Lana. It's so funny because the fans love Rusev. Fans want to love Rusev. They want to push Rusev. And WWE, is do- they did everything in their power to, to knock that out. And now they just said, screw it, release him. Wild. It's like, and um, you sent me, uh, you sent the, the, the boys a message, uh, the Brian Alvarez interview mm. doing, and uh, he was upset with all these WWE superstars tweeting out um, that they, they, uh, they're thinking about their the WWE family and the, the family and the family. It's like he, he said, um, if. My parents were living with me. I wouldn't kick them out during this pandemic. And that's not what family does. Yeah. Stop saying that this is a whole, like, this is, like, the family. Rusev donated $20,000 to the WWE family. And he gets fired for it. Yep. Yep. You have all your money wrapped up in these big name superstars, your Brock Lesnar's, your Edges, your your Kane Velasquez, and 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 you have reports coming out earlier this week that former uh, UFC interim welterweight champion and avid Trump supporter Colby Chaos Covington is going to pursue a WWE career in twenty twenty one. Now he's done wrestling before with Impact but why why do they keep doing these science experiments with people from the NFL and, and the UFC and 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 all different organizations instead of building people that you actually have there already? Because Vince Vince sees immediate dollar signs first. He thinks these are immediate dollar signs. Cain Velasquez is going to be immediate dollar signs. Brock Lesnar, immediate dollar signs. Ronda Rousey, uh, you know, so on and so forth, immediate dollar signs. Okay, so hold on, hold on real quick. Cain Velasquez had a thing with Brock Lesnar. Those were immediate dollar signs. Tyson Fury was the lineal, and now he is the actual heavyweight champion. Those are dollar signs. Ronda Rousey, you're, you're capitalizing on a name, sure, who, in my opinion, is the scum of the earth right now, and Roddy Piper is rolling in his grave because mm. he protected the business, mm. and she's over there just absolutely taking a dump on everything. Yeah. Don't call yourself a Roddy Piper fan, because he wouldn't do this to the business. Yeah, He was a heel. He was a damn good heel. He's he's not saying it's it's fake wrestling. It's fake this. It's fake that. 
they don't use the word fake. Predetermined, yes. Fake, no. Yeah. But but Colby Covington isn't a big man. He's a controversial man because he's he's a Trump supporter and he said that Brazil's a dump and all this other stuff. And it's like, he's controversial. But that's just about it. Mm Mm-hmm. What, you, you're, they're wasting their money on these part timers, and you got you got guys like Rusev who you did nothing with, mm-hmm. Gallows and Anderson who you've done nothing with, and that's basically it on the list. That's worth mentioning in terms of like, doing anything with. You know, Leo Rush was your your cruiserweight champion. That's fine or whatever, but. Eric Rowan, why? I, 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 you should have been fired a long time ago, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, after the whole Bludgeon Brothers thing, because him being with Daniel Bryan and then trying to uh, commit murder mm-hmm. wasn't a good angle. Right. I mean, oh. it doesn't help. Like this is, it's just, it's not a good optic for the WWE when. They have a they have a quarterly call coming up in a week. Uh-huh. And they release this statement that talks about their finances, and then they have a quarterly a quarterly phone call next week, and all of a sudden they make all these cuts. And so, in in what it really looks like from the outside perspective, is they made all these cuts. So that their profit margins look the same when they make that quarterly phone call next week. Which is just, like, disgusting. You're willing to to let go of 20 performers and even more staff just so that when you have a quarterly phone call, you can say, Oh, look, our numbers are the same. We're profiting just as much. That's just... In terms of money makers, there's these a lot of people on this list don't make that much money, you know. But it Gals adds up. Anderson. But it adds up. Yeah. Gallows and Anderson just got new contracts. Mike and Maria just got new contracts. Kurt Angle makes a decent amount. Okay, um, we're talking about Mike. Mike and Maria Kellis aren't making a million dollars. No, you know? probably not. But they did just get new contracts that are supposedly pretty lucrative. Not Gals and Anderson, who are apparently were making just under a million dollars a year each. You, you, you're Kurt Angles, who wasn't even wrestling anymore, so why was he still part of, like... He was doing backstage stuff. Okay. Producing, training, so on and so forth. And then you have Rusev, right? Rusev was probably making about the same as Gals and Anderson. Maybe. Probably less, to be honest. So, I, I mean, you have guys like MJ Jenkins. I didn't even know who that was. She's uh, she was in the 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 um, the May Young Classic. Okay. Yeah. Primo, he, Primo and Epico have been in Puerto Rico. Yeah, running like the their own promotion. Two years. Yeah. Heath Slater doesn't wrestle. He had one match in th- this year. But it's no. not like you can't use Heath Slater. You know, like Slater's a good talent. Um, 
maybe she wanted to release from her contract, so it makes sense, Deanna Palazzo, so she can do indie stuff or work at Impact or, or uh, you know, Ring of Honor or From, from what I understand, she has been um, wrestling, pun intended, with the idea of not going back to WWE when her contract expires. And so, with that being said, I'm okay with them releasing her, but as a fan of hers, I was very upset by her release. I wasn't. I'm not a real fan of her, but I'm happy that now she can do something better than... Other than jobbing to Nia Jax? In WWE. Yeah. So, Thrill, let's play a game real quick. You you read my mind. So, as always, in, in the IWC, when wrestlers are released or contracts expire, no matter what promotion they're coming from, we all like to speculate and guess and fantasy book where they're going next. So, Shades, you and I talked about this and we thought this would be a fun little game to to wrap up the and, and, and turn the darkness of Black Wednesday to something a little positive and fun. Let's, let's you know, let's see who you and I think is going to land where. Now we have going back to WWE, Impact, New Japan, Ring of Honor, AEW, or other, which could be retire, go to a different promotion, run the indie circuit for a while, so on and so forth. We have, I believe, total of 23 names. I don't know if you want to go through all of them. I think it might be fun to go through all of them, but... So, so what we can do is, not, we can go through all of them, right? So we'll go Impact. Who do you think is going to Impact? Agreed. Who I think is going to Impact, and so on and so forth. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's a, a, a nice, quick, and easy format to do this. Okay, so do you want to do, who's returning to WWE first? <sighs> returning to WWE, I think if... It's either going to be retire or go back to WWE. It's going to be Kurt Angle and Mike Chioda. Oh, okay. Um, for me, I said it was going to be uh, Mike Chioda uh, and Zack Ryder, Drake Maverick. Okay. Okay. Oh, and Heath Slater, of course. <laughs> okay. Um... You want to go smallest to biggest promotion or biggest to smallest? Uh, let's go smallest to biggest. Okay, so who do you think is going to impact? I think that EY, Sarah, Sarah Logan. Okay. Go to impact. Just those two? Yeah. Okay. I think we're going to see EC3, EY, Kurt Hawkins, the Canellises, and Deanna Parato go to Impact. Mm. Uh, I don't agree with that. Uh, I don't think Kurt Hawkins is, is going to wrestle anymore. I think mean, he's going to be like... You think he's just going to focus on his on the wrestling school? Yeah. Okay. And and EC3, uh, MJF, 
is tweeting EC3 out. So uh, I think the writing on, is on the wall. He may join MJF and, and AEW. Mm, I don't know about that. You know who I think? You know who I think would. You know what? Never mind. Okay, I'm changing my mind. Never mind. Let's move on. Next promotion ROH. Ring of Honor. Um, I, I have my Ring of Honor. Go ahead, go for it. Um, Ring of Honor, you're going to have uh, Mike Kanellis, Maria Kanellis. Okay. Uh, and uh, Leo Rush. Mm, okay. Um, Ring of Honor, I'll say Dan Matha. I'll say... Eric Rowan. And and I'll throw a curveball in there. Drake Maverick. Okay. Whether he goes back as a wrestler or as a manager, I think he can find something to do in Ring of Honor. Yeah, okay. Alright. Um, let's go to the big the two top cheese. AEW. Who do you think is going there? Uh Diana Palazzo. Really? Yes. Ooh. They, they they need to to bolster their women's division with a big name. Um and she can help out. She's a fantastic wrestler. Mm-hmm. Um imagine a match her and Britt, Bak- Britt Baker can put on. Ooh, yeah. Um, so yeah, I have um only one going to AEW and that is Diana Palazzo. Okay. I say I like the I like the Parazzo move. I like the her going to AEW. I'm okay with that. Um I can see them scooping up someone like Sarah Logan because like she's there, you know? Um yeah. Rusev and Zack Ryder because Cody has been I don't agree with this. But Cody's been saying since day one that if there's anybody he can take with him to AEW, it'd be Zack Ryder. Okay. So I think that's a shoe in I don't think that Zack Ryder fits the AEW product, but yeah. I, I think he's a, a guaranteed shoe in to go to AEW. Yeah, I, I don't think... I think he's a gimmick uh, wrestler, and I don't think they need another gimmick wrestler. I think he's more fit for Impact Wrestling, personally. Yeah. But... Cody loves his boy, so. And then New Japan. Ooh, okay, so New Japan, I have Machine Gun and Doc Gallows going back. Yep. Uh, I have um, a, a, a two pick. So basically, um, this one guy can go to, I said ROH, uh, or he can go to New Japan. Russo. And he can, no, he can bolster the junior heavyweight division, mm. Leo Rush. Mm-hmm. Yep. God damn it, you stole my idea. Uh-huh. And then, who I think can benefit from being in Japan is Rusev. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. I have I had Gallows and Anderson, for sure, especially when Anderson posted up a video on, I think it was on Instagram, uh, showing oh, a flight yeah. from uh, California, where he's based, and to uh-huh. Japan. Because, duh. So, Gals and Anderson, I think, are going back to Japan. And I 100%, as soon as they cut Leo Rush, 
I was talking to my brother on the phone and I said, that boy needs to go to Japan and join their junior division. Future IWGP junior heavyweight champion. Without Can you imagine the matches he could put on with Ticking Time Bomb, with, uh, I mean, Osprey's more heavyweight now than junior heavyweight, but, like, in that juniors division, oh, my God, Dragon what? Lee, so on and so forth, oh, man. It's Ryu Lee now. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry, he's Ryu Lee, I forget, I forget. But, woo, I, I think Leo Rush needs to go to New Japan. Yeah, and then everyone else that wasn't mentioned, um, Dan Matha, MJ Jenkins, No Way Jose, Primo Nebrico, Eric Rowan, uh, Aiden English, and Kurt Hawkins, I think, will either do indie stuff or they're not going to wrestle anymore. I think MJ Jenkins is going to end up at Impact. I think the the Primo and Epico were just going to worry about their promotion in Puerto Rico. No Way Jose is probably going to run the indie circuit for a while um, until he finds something that works because... No way Jose is not going to get him anything serious. Uh, I mean, he can go to Puerto Rico with uh, the Colognes. I guess. I don't know. Um, yeah, I think that's everybody. I think I mentioned everybody else. So, yeah. I, I, I think whether or not you and I are right or wrong, I think it's going to be super interesting to see who goes where once this is all over. Because no one's going anywhere right now because no one's doing anything. So... It wouldn't behoove any of these promotions to start hiring guys when they're not even putting on shows. But yeah. I think once the, the gates open up, it's going to be super interesting to see who lands where. Yeah. Well, you know, Shades, in the world of professional wrestling, there are good seeds. And this week, there are a lot, a lot. A lot of bad seeds. But nonetheless, they all contribute to the garden, the tree, the forest, the landscape that is professional wrestling. So, let's talk about our good seeds and bad seeds for the week. Um, I will give mine first, if you don't mind. Go ahead. My good seed goes to all of the Japanese wrestling promotions that got together along with government officials to try and figure out what's the next best step for everyone involved. I think that's amazing. I think that's something that is almost unfathomable here in the States because just that's not, not the way that we do things here. But it's amazing to me that these people who are they're basically competitors all got together in a room with the government and said, okay, how do we make sure we all walk out of this alive? I loved it. That, to me, gets my good seed of the week. So, my good seed of the week is, uh, I'm torn between two. Okay. I'm torn between Sony DeVille's coming out party. Okay. Or Seth Rollins being Drew's first real challenger. Interesting, okay. And I'm going to settle on... Uh, I'm going to settle on Sony's coming out party because you and I fantasy booked it, and I loved where we went with it. I agree. Cool, cool. I'm with it. I'm game. Oh, bad seed. Now, bad seed is tough 
There's a lot. We have an entire 24-hour cycle of bad seed. Yeah. Um, man, it, it's hard. I don't want to sit here and, and just land on that. Uh, I, but there's a lot. Uh, I, I've had my bad seeds. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go for it. Jerry King Walmart. Okay. That's Easy. fair. That's right. He was on my list. I was trying to balance that out. But okay. Yeah. Works for me. Easy. He is by far. He's the worst. <laughs> I'm just glad he's not screaming puppies at you know women's matches anymore. Um, not in this day and age. You know what? I'm gonna go with. Oh man, there's so much I can do here. Okay, whatever. I'm gonna keep it as simple as possible. Although this touches a lot of stuff, the WWE be- being quote unquote essential. I'm gonna give that my bad seed. Um, I was leaning towards their business practices, but at the end of the day, the fact that they're putting so many people's health at risk is more of a bad seed to me than anything else they're doing. So WWE being essential and the political moves that they made to get that to happen and the fact that they want to go live Monday, Wednesday, Friday, that's my bad seed for the week. That's a, that's a fair bad Oh, man. Well, Shades, it's been a wild week, but I think that's going to wrap up our episode. Uh, I, I can agree. <laughs> As always, you've been listening to us on SoundCloud.com slash Grapples Apples. This Grapples the number two apples. If you don't like SoundCloud, you got Google Play Music, you got Apple Podcasts. Doesn't matter where you're listening, as long as you're listening. As always, don't forget to check out our social media pages, facebook.com, twitter.com, slash grapples to apples. Again, that's grapples the number two. Apples, like, comment, share, subscribe. Do whatever you got to do to put us as many eyes and ears as humanly possible. Let us know who you think is going to what promotion. Do you think we're right? Do you think we're wrong about who we think is going to impact New Japan, so on and so forth? Let us know your thoughts. Maybe you guys know better than we do. What do I know? As always, I've been one of your hosts, Ill Will the Thrill, the Poetarian, the Shakespearean Candidate, Major English, whatever you need me to be, that's who I'll be, because that's who I is, but mostly I am not released by WWE, joined from the, what is it, the Sexual Palace, is that what you call it? Shades Sexual Palace, yeah. Joining me remotely from Shades of Sexual Palace, tell them who you are. The man of the hour, man with the power. Too damn sweet to be sour. Cream of the crop rise to the top. Your boy. The sexual goddess himself. Oh God himself. Jimmy. <sighs> Let me sign off before this guy keeps adding more like deviant names to himself. Don't forget to check us out this week, next week, and every other week. Because an apple a day gives a bad wrestling away. Peace. Peace and love. Don't get released. <laughs> <laughs>